Hi everybody, Carla here, and thank you so much for clicking on this video. I thought I would do the final chapters of Mr. Ernest J. Gaines' A Gathering of Old Men on video. So my audio listeners, please do head over to the YouTube channel, Carla Reads the Classics, and like and subscribe and say hi. So without further delay, I give you Ernest J. Gaines' A Gathering of Old Men. We're at chapter 16, and this one is called Sidney Brooks, a.k.a. Coot. We was gonna walk him to the car, we was gonna all shake his hand, we was gonna watch the car leave, and then we was gonna all go home. But Luke Will had to show up. Charlie was in front leading the way. Mapes was right behind him. Then Matthew, then Candy, Lou, Klaatu, and me. When Luke Will called out there in the road, nobody but Charlie and Mapes had gone through the door. Mapes blocked the door to keep the rest of us inside, and he hollered for Charlie to hit the floor. Charlie said, me hit the floor? Hit the floor for what? For something like Luke Will? I ain't scared of no Luke Will, man. He pushed Mapes out of his way and came back on inside. He went up to Matthew and reached out his hand. I'm going to need it again, Perrine. Matthew pushed it on him and grinned. He was proud of Charlie. Charlie swung back toward the door with the gun ready. Let me handle this, Mapes said. This my fight, Charlie said. He come here to lynch me, not you. This everybody's fight, Klaatu said. It ain't gonna be no lynching here tonight. Y'all stay back inside, Mapes said. What you gonna do with them empty shotguns? Use them for clubs? They was empty, Klaatu said. But if you think they're still empty, turn your head. Mapes was standing in the door, filling the door. He looked back. Klaatu had broke down the barrel. The rest of us was all doing the same. That's right, Klaatu said. Every man in here got a loaded gun and extras in his pocket. We wasn't scrapping pecans back of that house. You'll pay for this, Mapes said to Klaatu. No, he gonna pay for it out there, Klaatu said, nodding outside. He gonna pay for a lot of things. Mapes looked at Klaatu, then he looked at the rest of us. Nobody looked down, so he turned back and called to Luke Will. Go home, Luke Will, he said. You send that nigger out here and I'll go home, Luke Will called. You got your answer, Sheriff, Charlie said. Now you gonna move? Mapes glanced back over his shoulder and started calling to his deputy. He was calling, not loud, just out of the corner of his mouth. That little deputy was in the back of the room. He had his gun out, holding it, looking at it, but he wasn't moving towards Mapes. Mapes called him again. I ain't raising my hand against no white folks for no niggers. Griffin answered him. Well, Sheriff, Charlie said. Mapes didn't look at Charlie or answer Charlie. He looked back toward the road. Luke Will, what happened to Hilly? He called. I put him to sleep for a while. He's all right. Luke Will called back. You sending that nigger out here or not? Mapes started across the Gary. Don't act no fool, Mapes, Luke Will called. I can see every step you make. Don't act no fool now. Mapes had left his gun propped against the steps, and I saw him looking over there as he crossed the Gary. Luke Will hollered at him again. 
Don't come out here by yourself, Mapes. I'm warning you now. Mapes snatched the gun from against the steps as he hit the ground. I was standing in the door between Charlie and Clatu, and I could see Mapes good. I saw him knock off the safety and swing the gun to, to the crook of his other arm. Before he could make two more steps, you had a shot and Mapes went down. They hadn't killed him, just winged him because I could see him grabbing his arm, trying to get back up. He was too big to get up. When that gun went off, Charlie and Clatu bust out the door and I wasn't too far behind them. Charlie went right, toward down the quarters. Clatu went left into Matthew's garden, but he didn't stop there. He kept going through the garden, over into the weeds, and I wasn't more than a step behind him. I could hear screaming back there in the house. I couldn't hear shooting in the house and even I could hear shooting in the house and even more screaming. Somebody opened the window because the light from the window fell across the garden and me and Clatu had hit the ground and started crawling through the weeds. The weeds was dry and you could hear it breaking and the people in the road started shooting at us but we kept down. When we reached that barbed wire fence next to Ruth's old house, we laid down and kept quiet. I could hear Clatu breathing hard, and I was just as tired. I had scratched my face in two or three places crawling through the weeds. I could still hear a lot of shooting from the house. Not everybody had got out, because every now and then you could see a shadow go by the window. Every time a shadow went by the window, somebody from the road shot back at the house. I want to get that son of a bitch myself, Clatu said. Not more than I do, I said. We didn't all get the chance at Bo, but we got a chance at him. He crawled closer to the ditch so we could get a better look at the tractor. But it was so dark and the weeds so thick, you couldn't see a thing till somebody shot. Then all you could see was the red fire from the gun. I could hear the weeds cracking behind us, and I looked back, and I saw Matt, Jacob, and the Lejeune brothers crawling over to us. Everybody all right? Platu asked. I think so, Matt said. Little scratches here and there, but all right. Who was doing all that shooting in the house? Clatu asked. Jacob laughed. Billy Washington and Jean-Pierre. That's why I thought it was safer out here. Nobody got hurt? Clatu asked. Just the ceiling, Jacob said. Thank God, Clatu said. We laid there quiet for a while. What now? Matt said. He was right up against me, and I could and he was breathing hard. We got to spread out, Klaatu said. He turned on his side and looked back at us. Matt, you and Jacob get in Ruth's yard by that mulberry tree. Bing, you and Ding go further up the quarters and cross the road. Holler and fire. Matt, you and Jacob fire next, then me and Coot, and I just hope the rest of them do the same. Matt and Jacob started out first, then Bing and Ding Lejeune. You could hear the weeds breaking as they crawled over into Ruth's yard, and even after the Lejeunes had gone all the way up to Corinne's house, you could still hear dry weeds breaking. Them over by the tractor shot each time they heard the weeds breaking. Me and Clatu lay there, waiting for the two Lejeunes to cross the road, and I could hear Jameson over by the house calling on God to have mercy on all of us. If it wasn't Jameson calling on God, it was Glow calling for her little grandson, Snookum. Jameson, then Glow. Glow, then Jameson. I heard Dirty Red call to Rooster to shoot Jameson and shut him up. Jameson must have heard it too, because there wasn't another word from him. 
The lejeunes had crossed the road. Now one hooted and both of them fired. Them at the tractor fired back in that direction. Matt and Jacob hooted and fired. The ones at the tractor turned and fired that way. Klaatu looked at me and nodded. We both got on our knees, hooted, fired, and fell back down. We got one of them because I could hear his scream. Me and Klaatu looked at each other and grinned and reloaded. From down the quarters, everybody was firing. I could tell Rooster's high-pitched voice, Dirty Red's dry horse voice, and Yank's voice. Yank didn't hoot like the rest of us. He hollered the way you holler at a rodeo when somebody's riding a bucking horse. Yahoo! And shot. They had spread out good, and now all the way down the quarters, they was hooting and shooting. I didn't know the last time I had felt so good, not since I was a young man in the war. Lord have mercy, Jesus. You got anything left? Klaatu asked me. Two more, I said. We'll shoot again and save the last one, Klaatu said. He got up on his knees and elbow and cupped his mouth to throw his voice. Matt, Jacob, ding, bing, fire at that tractor. They hooted and fired. You would have thought you was listening to a bunch of Indians. Lord have mercy. Klaatu looked at me. We got up quick, fired, and fell back down. Klaatu turned on his side and cupped his mouth. Down the quarters, fire. And down the quarters, they was firing even before Klaatu had finished saying it. That'll do it for chapter 16 of Ernest Gaines, A Gathering of Old Men. Thanks so much for watching this video. Thanks for listening here at Carla Reads the Classics.